Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Well, good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. I tell you, today, well, this weekend was a great weekend. We had the uh, Yao was in town having a conference, the Young Americans for Liberty. I tell you, and also we had the Pride Parade. Uh, and, and we had an awesome time at Pride, let me tell you. We got a chance to, uh, to come together with different uh, organizations and different political parties and and put our differences aside and just come together and celebrate pride you know celebrating the lgbtq community and just bringing everyone together and just just enjoying the 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 great things in this country and i think it was wonderful i had an opportunity to um to actually march in the parade with log cabin republicans of austin representing the you know log cabin republicans of texas and also the national chapter of Log Cabin Republicans. Uh, we had our Lamborghini in the parade. It was awesome. Nice little yellow Lamborghini. Are you upset? He's Lamborghini. Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> I looked over at you, and you, know, and you had this face. You know this look. On, yeah, Lamborghini. So and and it was beautiful. The crowd just ate it up. We had people that were lined up all along the side, just want us to rev the engine up. And uh, Justin from. Uh, Lone Star Gun Rights uh, provided the vehicle for us, and it was it was awesome. It was beautiful, um, and we it was funny because we we came across the the grandstand uh, for uh, Ki News, and you know they you know didn't mention our name at all. So, <laughs> so we so, so wait, what happened? How, how did they do that? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. It's just we we were you know we were. You know, we came around the corner and you, you could forget to fill out your name and the name no, blank when no. you submitted the entry. No, we had our name filled out and everything. LCR Austin, Law Cap sure Republicans you didn't of Austin. Scratch it like a doctor. No, we typed it. It was typed. Oh, okay, so he just couldn't read apparently. And then, well, and we were in a yellow Lamborghini, and everyone noticed <laughs> us. You know, you can't help but see us. And by the way, I was standing on the side, you know, wearing this red shirt, carrying my big old 1911. So you couldn't help but Are you see. Sure, us. that's just not a tattoo. No, it's not a tattoo. It's it's, it's, it's actual shirt. Okay, it's a shirt that changes every single day. Let me tell you. I, 
I've never seen you in another <laughs> color, so I just have to ask every every. Well, this so is often. a little bright. Isn't there a picture of him in a purple shirt somewhere? <laughs> no, not purple. I don't know. Some other color. Or is it blue? <laughs> it's it's not blue. There's yeah, a blue de- one. Definitely Ooh. not purple, but maybe blue. If you, if, you, if you have that picture, you might want to go into hiding because he'll probably take you out to. That's to, to, to take you out. Secret. Take you out. Back when he ran for office for the Democratic Party. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! It's like that now. Burn. It's getting deep in here. Okay. Yeah, but it was it was a great parade, um, and it was just that one little glitch there. We came around the corner. We had APD officers trying to take pictures in the picture. We had one female APD officer. You know, she sprawled all across the front of the Lamborghini there <laughs> and got her picture taken. And then so we came across the grandstand, number 73. Matter of fact, let's just listen to the video. Check this out here. This police officer is posing on the front of a Ferrari. That police officer has been a riot. She was dancing with the band and the drill team earlier, and now she's posing. (laughs) All right. She doesn't mess around. Entry 73. Alamo Draft House. Dress in character, entry 87 right there. Dress in characters from a number of movies that you can catch there. I think I see... You couldn't help but see us because the Wait. yellow Lamborghini. You couldn't help but hear us. There was like dead air there. <laughs> dead silent. In radio and TV, you don't want dead air. No, 73. Um... Ooh, we don't uh, wanna... who, wait, who is that? Wait a minute. What? Just couldn't mention the log every Republican's name, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, it was rough. And, but the, but the Alamo Draft House, they got that, you know, that hey. announcement, that large. And, you know, they don't have any sort of sexual harassment no, charges. No, no scandals. Against, no, no, no scandals. Nothing like Alamo... that to worry about. No, no. How many scandal, sex scandals are we going to have in Austin? Oh, I don't know. Good Do Lord. they have scandals going on right now? Do they? Yeah. Well, let us tell you. Yeah. I'm no, glad you man. asked. <laughs> tell me more. Well, let's see. Alamo Draft House. Uh, you, are you pulling it up there, Dave? Yeah, I'm actually pulling it up. Good, man. yeah, because, uh, yeah, Alamo Draft House got a big scandal going on oh, right yeah. about now. Trouble. Oh, yeah, big time, man. Big time trouble. There's, Lawsuit there's, trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah, apparently the uh, the founder or co-founder or something like that, Harry Knowles, who founded Fantastic Fest with Draft House married to Oders Tim and Carrie League in 2005, groped her opportunistically and on more than one occasion. And there's others, other like uh, employees that said that they had to kiss the dude before he was, they would be allowed in and all, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Sounds like they have a casting couch going over there at Alamo Whoa. Draft House. <laughs> here, here we go. One day after IndieWire's report, a Draft House customer named Gloria Walker accused Knowles on Twitter of having, quote, more than one occasion grabbed my ASS mm. and other parts of me. Mm. Walker cited another incident in which she tried to enter the cinema to watch Captain America. Knowles allegedly stood in the doorway and told her, quote, I had to kiss him to get in. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, you know. Did she get in that day? I, I, I'm assuming. <laughs> I don't mind. We just want to <laughs> yeah. know. How bad did she want to see In another movie? text conversation, Knowles, an, an, an anonymous film blogger in which he allegedly told her, Come hither to Austin. Your eyeliner makes you look so good to eat. Mm, come hither. Obviously, <laughs> I'm talking about cannib- 
cannibalism, baby. Mm. You can have my Vienna sausage anytime. <laughs> no, Vienna. <laughs> so, yeah, he's... He, he, he's he got, those uh, the teeny little ones in the can, He right? mentioned German sausage. Yeah. He said Vienna. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you don't want none of that, honey. And the, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. Wow. And, and apparently, it was just all ignored until yeah. recently. Yeah, well, at least they got their, you know, they got their little chant as they went across the stage. That's all that's important. Exactly. Yeah, draft house. Yeah. 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 Well, got Republicans. Nothing. Silence. Crickets. Wait, <laughs> no. wait, wait. Crickets. Crickets. Stomp on it. Was it just crickets? Shut that cricket up. Nothing but crickets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Yao was in town. Young Americans for Liberty. Yes, they were. They had their mobilization boot camp, and they had people from all around the South. People were in from Utah, New Mexico, um, Louisiana. They, we, was, and so the, obviously the a lot from Texas. I just want to know, are the Libertarians going to make a difference this, this election cycle? Are they going to step up to the plate and take advantage of what's going on? Are they going to let that chance just slip by like they did last presidential election? Uh, the Libertarians election? are going to do it, but if we're going to talk about, yeah, there are also Republicans in there. Okay. It is a Liberty-minded group. They have Republicans and Libertarians. It's about working together. So it's not just about Libertarians? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. They're All big right. fans of Ron Paul, Rand Paul. They nice. show up to their events very regularly. Nice. So yeah. we're going to make a difference this, this like election cycle. They're good guys. Yes. Who? who? Yal? Ron Rand. and Rand. Yeah. Ron and Rand? Yeah. Okay. All right. Imagine if, his, if, if Ron had actually been president. I don't think we would have been in such a bad spot now. You don't think so? I don't think so. All right. And then also, uh, other things that are going on here uh, in D.C., the officials will not be able to enforce the city's strict limits on carrying concealed firearms on the streets of the nation's capital under a court order that was issued on Thursday. Yay, so big victory in D.C. So the brief statement from the Federal Appeals Court in Washington, D.C. is the latest setback for the district's efforts to restrict the carrying of guns in public places to people who demonstrate a good reason to do so. So all those people that are, are leaving Austin to take a job in D.C., you know, the fight goes on. So we're working with you, you know. And But I do want to give you guys some insight on, because I didn't, I didn't talk about this, because we, we changed gears kind of quick there. But I do want to go back to the parade. A lot of people don't know, you know, who the log cabin Republicans are. You don't know what that organization is all about. So just so you know that the the local, the Austin log cabin Republicans, the local gay business are for local gay business owners and their employees uh, that may not agree or with or understand the work we do within the Republican Party. But we still support and patronize their businesses. Just so you know that. So I want to say that again. It's the local local gay business owners and their employees may not agree with or understand the work we do within the Republican Party, but we still support and patronize their businesses. Now, the nation's largest Republican organization is the Log Cabin Republicans. Uh, we represent the LGBT conservatives and friends and allies for over 40 years. We have promoted the fight for equality through our state and local chapters. Our full-time office is in Washington, D.C., and our federal and state political action committees are located there as well. The core values for the Log Cabin Republicans of Austin works, you know, we work to build a stronger, more inclusive Republican Party by promoting the core values of limited government, individual liberty, personal responsibility, free markets, and a strong national defense, while advocating for the freedom and equality of all lesbian, gay, bisexuals, and transgender Americans. We believe in the traditional conservative ideals of limited government, free enterprise, and individual liberty. We believe in balanced budgets and fiscal discipline. 
We believe in comprehensive tax reform. We believe in revitalizing the Social Security through allowing individuals to invest in their futures. We believe in a strong national defense. We support legal immigration reforms that are fair and human. We support marriage equality for all Americans. We believe in a broad, inclusive definition of family in America. And we support non-discrimination in employment. We believe in a market-driven health care reform. <clears throat> Just so you know what our history is. The law camp Republicans have a proud history of fighting to build a stronger, more inclusive Republican Party. The gay and lesbian Republicans have chosen to transform the GOP from the inside, working to overcome the forces of exclusion and intolerance. The name of the organization is a reference to the first Republican president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, who was born in a log cabin. President Lincoln built the Republican Party on the principles of liberty and equality. The party should return to its roots. When the organization was founded, the name Lincoln Club was already taken by another GOP group. So organizers instead chose the name Log Cabin Republicans. And that's how we came to be. So it's all about inclusion. It's all about those core values right there. So when we come across that stage next year, I truly hope that we will hear the name Log Cabin Republicans of Austin or Log Cabin Republicans of Texas or Log Cabin Republicans, period. Because that's what it's about, all about, inclusion. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Sound off on the news of the day with the talk poll online at talk1370.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. So we're back and we're talking about Austin Pride. We're talking about road rage here in Texas and around the country. What in the world, Dave, is going on? We got road rage going on everywhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, people are just losing their minds. And it's you know what? And I'm, it's safe to say these are not license holders. They're not the law-abiding people. No, they're not. No. No, we and just see, had one here in Austin a couple weeks ago. You would ago. know if it was a license holder because they'll tell you. They would tell you straight up. It's upside down, by the way. <laughs> they, would, they would tell you if it was a license holder. Let me tell you. Facebook is having technical difficulties I, I, I don't right know now. what's going on. Facebook, we apologize to you. Uh, there's a fight going the on. The room is spinning. We, we have a fight going on right now, and um, we're trying to uh, calm that situation down by using conflict resolution. <laughs> so we apologize what's going on on Facebook. Hang in there. Bear Just with put us. Put the phone down. Actually, it's an earthquake. <laughs> That's what's happening. It's a, there's an earthquake in the room right now. Okay. And and I was telling uh, Ken, who is talking to us online on Facebook, about what we're going to talk about next weekend. We're going to have next weekend. I'm going to tell tell you a little secret. We're going to have. We're going to talk sex and guns next weekend. 
A lot of people in the anti-gun community, they say, you know what, you gun lovers, you Second Amendment individuals, you guys, the problem is you don't get enough sex. Well, you know what, that's not true. They're tripping. We, oh, we get a lot of sex. <laughs> so next weekend, we're going to show you just how much sex we actually get. It's all about sex and guns next week, baby. I'm going to bring it to you. I'm going to have a dominatrix in here. She's She loves guns. Yeah. She's going to tell you what she's going to do with her gun, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. And also, we're going to have a, I'm going to have a, a little uh, pistol whipping. Woo. Look here. Uh -huh. oh, I say clean your gun. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Also, uh, we're going to have um, uh, someone who had to pay their way to college. Yeah, stripping. So she's going to be in here. Yeah, and I told them, I may, make sure, um, I need to make sure you wear as less, uh, wear as less clothing as possible. So I need to see, you know. Because you're super interested. Yeah, because yeah, I'm definitely interested. Because this is a radio show. <laughs> Shut up, Zach. Take off your shirt. <laughs> Leave it on. <laughs> all right. So yeah, that's what we're gonna have next weekend. We're gonna it's gonna be about sex and guns. All right. But now let's get to this road rage stuff. What is going on around the country with road rage? Are people just? I know in Austin, I know traffic's bad. I know you're sitting there listening to us right now. You're stuck on I-35. You're stuck on slow pack. I know. We understand. And you really just want to do something to that vehicle that's in front of you, that person that's trying to jump in head of the line and get in front of everyone. We know. We understand. But you guys just got to let it go and I let breathe. them get on. Yeah, just relax. Down to 10. Yeah, just enjoy the beautiful out there. and beautiful. Yeah, smoke, smoke your joint. I didn't say that. But. <laughs> just puff, 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 pass, do whatever you need to do. Exactly, just chill. Right, it's gonna yeah. be okay. It's gonna be all right. Yeah. So what's I mean, going on? Pe people are nuts. Even here in Austin on uh, September twelfth, uh -huh. there was a guy right over, you know, not too far from uh, our neck of the woods, up in North Austin, over at Parma and Dessau. There was a road rage. Dude that got shot to death. That's right around my corner yeah. from my house. Uh-huh. That could have that round could have ended up in my house. Yep. It was uh apparently they had a little fender bender and this infinity chased a Toyota. They ended up pulling into that CVS right there. Yeah. And the guy in the Toyota jumped out and just started shooting the other guy Ooh. and then drove off. Wow. And he still hasn't been found from the last I heard. And guess what? You know why it's not all over the news other than pretty much KXAN and wow. a couple it's because the dude was illegal. There's no such thing. I, 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 <laughs> hey, man, that's just... No what, human is illegal. I know. <laughs> no, no human, no is, human illegal is illegal here. Right, libertarians? <laughs> <laughs> just joking. But yeah, it kind of kills the uh, the left's, you know, hey, you know, illegals don't ever kill nobody. We they have don't no break borders. any laws. <laughs> well... <laughs> Here right. in the great city of Austin, we got we obviously don't have. <laughs> we just got one. <laughs> so, really? So this yeah. guy, so this guy was a undocumented worker. Yeah, <laughs> undocumented <laughs> okay. illegal alien. Technical Un term. undocumented worker. Okay, and so and he ends up killing a forty-eight-year-old man just because he didn't want to have to deal with the car accident. I guess. Wow. So this guy was not a, a not a, a Second Amendment advocate. This guy was not a license holder. No. Really? No. Oh. And the way that he was caught was because the guy that died, his name was Alfred Lockett. Mm. He uh, took two pictures on his phone of the guy wow. like during the incident. And the police, you know, did all their data matching and all that stuff and found out that it was six minutes before the 911 calls. And so they took that picture. They were able to find the guy. But now they haven't found him. They've turned it over to the, uh, you know, Texas is fugitive task force and wow. stuff like that that is crazy yeah and i mean up in dallas a few weeks ago or a couple months ago now i guess it was 
They had three shootings in a week. What? Three road rage. Not just, you know, home invasion. What? Three road rage shootings in one week. I don't understand why people just can't stay in your vehicle. Let it go. Whatever's happening out there, just back off. Let that person get on down the road. Let karma catch up with them because mm-hmm. they're going to get in that accident down the road and just let them go so they can get into the accident and you'll be fine. I'll tell you. it's, yep. it, and, it's an, and don't be that person who chases someone down to cut them off because they did. No, you. That yeah. just, it makes the situation so much worse. It really does. It really does. Well, it's, I had, and it's not worth it. Just let it go. I saw road rage. Kind of what made me think about it was I was on my way into work, and uh, there's this one road. It's like Roy Davis Jr. Road or something like that, right mm-hmm. off of 290 out towards Elgin. And people pull out of this road all the time. And speed limit out there is 70. So, you know, people are doing 80, 90, 100 all the time. Uh, not me. I don't ever speed. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to not laugh. But, uh, you know, people whip out all the time. And the other morning, two cars both pulled out right in front of this dude. And he actually went off into the median. Oh, wow. And uh, into the grass. And he was in a truck, so he got back onto the highway <laughs> and um, went over into the shoulder to pass these two cars, then got in, in front of them and, and stayed breaks. stayed in the, the very middle of the road and just kind of like kept swerving back and forth, going yeah, like 40 days. miles an hour, pissing me off while it's like, dude, come on, man. I know they screwed you, but now you're screwing me. Right. And this happened all the way through Elgin, and finally I was able to get around him. But, yeah, I mean, he, he was still messing with those two cars when, when I left. I'm like, God, man. It's just so excessive. It's excessive. It's crazy. Yeah, I want to pay them. I want to pay them back so bad, you know. You just, yeah, you just, you really, you really got to read some conflict gotta resolution. Go, man. People yeah, go in see Texas are armed. You know, my, my brother-in-law, he uh, had an issue up in Dallas a few weeks ago, uh, right after the hur- Hurricane Harvey came through. And uh, a guy was literally trying to ram him off the road. And he called the cops four times. Cops never showed up. Mm. So he ends up calling me, you know, hey, what, what do I do? And I said, hey, <laughs> What you do is you pull over on the side of the highway, and if that guy pulls over and comes at you, well, you need to protect your family. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, what else do you do? You called the cops four times. Right. So, you know, maybe we could uh, get into the legality of, you know, <laughs> shooting somebody if it's in defense. Right. You know, because sometimes these running people... running you off the road with a vehicle, they're using yeah, a weapon against you. Exactly. That's, that's assault with a deadly weapon, if not, you know, attempted murder or whatnot. Well, you know, and there, there, over, there are a couple things that yourselves. are going on, you know, so a couple things going on there. One, you know, I think you really need to back off and let them go. You know, that's one thing. Um, pull well, over to the, the side of the road and stop. He'd slow down, right. and the dude would slow down right next to him, you know, still going crazy on him. So that's when I told him to call hey, the police. pull over. He had and, called the cops four times. They right. still hadn't caught up. And then pull over and just stop, oh. you know. That's, yeah. And that's all you can do. Or, pull, you know, find a, a police department or a fire department or something like that. Just, you know, pull in there and just and stop yeah. and let them go. The person People just will not stop that crazy. You know, stay in your vehicle. Stay inside your vehicle. I'm not going to get out of my car. I'm not getting out of my vehicle. Uh, and if something happens and that person attempts to enter my occupied vehicle, remove me from my occupied vehicle, then I'm justified using force or deadly force to stop them. But I'm going to stay inside my vehicle, not getting out of my car. Gonna leave my windows up, my door's locked. You know, and that's the best thing that you do. And you've tried to call the police, you know, several times. You know, that's all you can do. A person gets to that point, they they're pushed over that edge, 
you know, that's really, that's all you can do. What yeah. if they start kicking your door panels in? Yeah, they're kicking the door. You're going to pay for that. I guarantee you. When we go to court, they're going to pay for, they're going to replace, <laughs> they're going to pay for all that damage. Judge Judy loves things, stuff like that. So they're going to pay for all that. <laughs> Judge Judy. <laughs> she loves that. I'm going to go on Judge Judy. Yes. <laughs> We're going on Judge Judy. I'm going to give my 5000 That's right. What if they break your window and reach in? Huh? What if they break your window and reach into your well, now you change under- thing. Now, now you understand your ground laws, now, right? Now we're talking about the Castle Doctrine. Or Castle Doctrine. Right, okay. the Texas Castle Doctrine. If you attempt to enter unlawfully my occupied vehicle, remove me from my occupied vehicle unlawfully. I'm just about using force, a daily force to stop you. So do they have to actually come try and sit in your vehicle? Is that getting in your vehicle or if they, they just enter, enter with their arm into they your vehicle? enter your occupied vehicle or remove you from your occupied vehicle unlawfully you're justified using force, daily force to stop them. If your windows are up and your doors are locked, they have to break the window. It takes the, the paramedics, the jaws of life, to use on your vehicle to get you out of your vehicle. So if your doors are locked, your, your windows are up, you're safe in your vehicle. So them breaking a window and reaching in, is that considered at that trying to enter? Exactly. Would exactly. it matter if it was day or night? Doesn't matter, daytime or nighttime. Okay. Doesn't matter. Well, you know, because Texas law distinguishes, I mean, it's more for trespassing and stuff, right. but, you know. <laughs> so that, that's what the Castle Doctrine is all about. And that goes for your home as well. If someone's attempting to enter your occupied habitation unlawfully or remove you from your occupied habitation, you're justified using force of daily force to stop them. That is the Texas Castle Doctrine. A lot of people get the Texas Castle Doctrine confused with other things. You know, the Texas Castle Doctrine is all about. Uh, your home, your vehicle, place of business that's occupied. Someone's inside. So someone's inside and they're trying to, someone's trying to unlawfully enter or remove you from your occupied habitation, your vehicle, place of business or employment. You're justified using force or daily force to stop them. And that is the Texas Castle Doctrine. And so if I want to have my gun mounted inside my vehicle, I can't just use a magnet and Stick it there under my steering wheel. Handgun, I? no. Rifle, yes. Okay, so a handgun. How can I mount my handgun in my vehicle so that it's legally It mounted? needs to be in a holster that attaches to your belt or your shoulder. Does it have to be attached to my belt, or does it just have to be in a holster that attaches to the belt? It just needs to be in a holster that attaches to your belt or your shoulder. So does it have to be attached? It does not have to be belt. attached. No. He's still in his cup holder. Been, He's good. Yeah, if it's in the, let's over. say you want to put in the cup holder. In that cup holder, it needs to be in a holster in the cup holder. A uh, holster that fits on your belt or your shoulder yes. in the cup holder. Yep. That's where I keep mine. I've been pulled over three times. <laughs> should say, I shouldn't well, say that too much, but I've been pulled over three times. And I've had my gun in, you know, in its holster in the cup holder. And the cop is, I'm like, yep, it's right there. My hands are on the wheel. I'm good. He's like, oh, no problem, man. Here's your license. Have a good day. Stay safe. And You've people get had... confused about that because uh, there, there's someone selling this device or something where you attach your steering column, you know, some kind of device or something, and you a magnet, a right? magnet, and your gun, you know, one sticks as to... a gift. Yeah, yeah. And you can't, if... That is, you cannot use that in Texas. You'll get charged unlawfully carrying a weapon. What if Put the gun's it on your still bed in post. the holster, but then it's got attached to the magnet there? So then, then you're fine as long as it's fine. holstered. As long so, as it's holstered, the magnet device is still fine as long as it's still in a holster, though, right? That attaches to your belt or your shoulder. Okay. Yeah, yeah like my my holster has the metal clip, so I could stick the metal clip onto that magnet as long as it's still holstered in that. Okay. Then you're good. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's 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 one thing that's something that's going around, and 
you know, people are going to someone's going to get someone in trouble and they need to make sure. And honestly, the legislature did not think about the ladies. You know, speaking of the ladies not being on the show Ankle today. Ankle holsters. Come on, man. That's sexy. Bra holster. That's thigh sexy, holster. Dude. You know, That's you, sexy. You right can't there. you can conceal carry that, but you cannot open carry that. Are you going to give a gift of that to the stripper? Absolutely. I think, yeah, the stripper does. She deserves to have a gift of a thigh holster. <laughs> Better yet, the flash bang. No a gift. You know what the flashbang is? Yeah, the one that goes right in your yeah, bra. Where's, where's yeah, where's my present? Get the bra holster too, but you got to wear some yeah. short shorts. For I'll me. take a bra holster. Oh, yeah. matter, matter of fact, <laughs> what are you gonna do with a bra holster? Oh, wear it. Speaking of the LGBTQ on, community, <laughs> what are you gonna do with a bra holster? Okay, hey, you left out I and A and Z and. Yeah, I can't get into all that. <laughs> Element of Q. <laughs> yeah, LGBT. <laughs> I'm good right there. That's, I, got, I think we got them covered. Plus. And plus, 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 plus. And plus, 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 plus. Yeah, I can't get into all that. Sorry. Don't have time for it. <laughs> all right, so we have Eric John Phelps on the line, on line two. Eric John Phelps. Before we go to commercial break, Eric, tell me about you and what is the name of your organization, sir? Uh, yeah. Hello, Mike. How are you, sir? I'm doing outstanding. Welcome to Come and Talk It. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you guys. Um, my name is Eric John Phelps. I'm an author. I'm a pastor of a little church. I um, teach a class called Private American Citizenship. And um, that's pretty much my full-time occupation, what I do now. Private American Citizenship. What is that and what does that mean? Uh, private American citizenship is what we all enjoyed before March 9th, 1933, when FDR uh, um, put us under military government. And see, Dave is nodding his head, so Dave knows something about this, and I, I don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right, go ahead. Okay, uh, this is when FDR uh, declared a state of national banking emergency on March 6th, 1933. And it was by a proclamation 24, 2039, and then Congress approved and confirmed it with this wicked Emergency Banking Relief Act. And then shortly thereafter, on the same day, FDR put forth his proclamation 2040 that approved that was approved and confirmed by the Emergency Banking Relief Act and continued the national banking emergency. And this was all done under the authority of Trading with the Enemy Act of 1917. So what they did essentially is they put us under a military government. They ousted our limited civilian constitutional government, and we've been under that for 84 years. So what I teach is how to go back to the pre-March 9th, 1933, private citizenship of the United States, private American national, non-quote-unquote U.S. citizen, and to then um, how to use that status to protect your rights. Okay, so private citizenship. That's the course you teach. Okay. And you guys are doing something in Austin coming up real soon. Uh, yes, we have that? a uh, class coming up in Austin. The uh, coordinator of the class is uh, Tony Martin. And Tony can be reached at his email at Austin, capital P, capital A, capital N, capital C, seminars at gmail.com and uh, he will coordinate the students who wish to come and pricing and so on all right and private citizenship what do you guys so what are some of the topics you discuss in this you know how do you break this down well one of the things we deal with as far as its practical application is that as a private citizen 
you cannot be given a military due process of law. And every state court and every federal court gives everyone before it, all persons, as defined in the Emergency Banking Relief Act as it amended a portion of the Trading with the Enemy Act. Okay, you're going to have to all tell these. me what that first part means because you lost me already. Uh, okay. The very first thing that you said, but we come back from the break. We're going to talk about that because I'm going to need you to break this down sure. in detail of what you're talking about. We're talking about private citizenship. We're talking about road rage. We're talking about the Austin Pride Parade. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk. Hello, this is Gerald Darty, and I'm the Precinct 3 County Commissioner here in Travis County, and you're listening to Come and Talk. The right choice. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So on Facebook, we had a couple of questions about carrying the handgun in your vehicle. All right. So Tony Sanchez had a couple of questions. He said, um, does it still have to be holstered if, if it's in a glove or covered in center console compartment or something like that? Okay, so the way it works is if your handgun is concealed in the vehicle, it doesn't have to be in a holster and you don't need a license for it if it's concealed in the vehicle. But if your handgun is in the open in the vehicle, you have to have a license to carry a handgun and it has to be in a holster, a holster that fits on your belt or shoulder holster if it's in the open in the vehicle. That's how it works. So I want to make sure we clear that stuff up. There are no, no questions about that. If you have any other questions, definitely post them online or give us a call. Our call-in number is 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-LIVE. Come and talk it. So 512-643-LIVE. All right, so we're talking with Eric John Phelps, and he's talking to us about the private citizenship. And this is something you got to listen to because this is some good information here about how we got to where we are today. And Tony, you were starting, you were saying something in the beginning of there, and I, I, I stopped you. Okay, uh, this is Eric. Um, I just want to mention that uh, the PANC of the email of Tony Martin, who coordinates the class in Austin. Right, I'm sorry. That, that's okay. PANC stands for Private American National Citizen. Okay? Yes, sir. And the importance of this with regard to gun ownership it's crucial because, as I mentioned previously, that every criminal procedure on a state level and on a federal level is a military due process of law. Every one of them. That's why they flag. That's why they fly military colors in every court. The flag is trimmed on three sides with gold fringe and or has a gold cord with a gold tassel on each end. That is a military color, according to Army Regulation 840-10. So they're giving openly military due process to individuals. And when you're the private citizen, you now have it secured for you the right to civilian due process of law in Section 1 of the 14th Amendment on a state matter and in the Fifth Amendment on a federal matter. So a private citizen of the United States, it's a pre-March 9th, 1933 private citizen of the United States, cannot be given a military due process of law. And the court must abate. 
it must stop its procedure. And so for individual gun owners, this is a, a wonderful boon for them because it doesn't matter what all the laws are. They're going to enforce those laws with a military due process, and you're not submitted to a military due process. You have a constitutional protection, and those judges have taken an oath to uphold it, a right to civilian due process of law. Okay, so let's break that down. Tell me, give me an example of a particular case that you're talking about or a particular situation where someone gets cited or stopped or whatever, and this happens to them, where they're subjected to a military-style process. Okay. The moment the police officer pulls you over, you now have been stopped under a military jurisdiction, and he is presuming that you are similarly situated as everyone else. And when he walks up to the car, the private citizen must say this to him. Uh, officer, before we get started, can I answer your questions or do what you wish for me to do without waiving my right to civilian due process of law? That's the only question you put to him. And when he says yes, he's accepted the offer, you're now in contract, and there's no presumption that you're submitted to his military due process, which is the first question out of his mouth. When he asks the question, immediately jurisdiction is seeking to attach to your person, which is a military jurisdiction. And most police officers today, at least in Pennsylvania here, they're all sporting on their uniforms a United States flagged, flag trimmed in gold fringe on all four sides. Well, that's military jurisdiction. Same flag that all the military wears on their uniform. So this is pretty much our heart and soul of what we do. If you cannot be submitted to military jurisdiction from the very question that the police officer gives to you, you're not going to be submitted to military jurisdiction at arraignment. There are certain things we teach you what to say at arraignment as well as in a civil suit because the private citizen, if he handles it correctly, cannot be successfully sued because every suit is in military jurisdiction. Okay. All right, go ahead. Okay. So that's your, this right is protected by Section 1 of the 14th Amendment that no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And that amendment, even though we know it wasn't properly ratified, uh, it's protecting civilian constitutionally secured civilian due process of law. It's not talking about a military due process. So remember, we've been under military due process of law for 84 years, since March 9th, actually 80, 81 years, because in 1938 we have the infamous, it's called the Erie decision, and that's when the Supreme Court um, abolished federal general common law due process of law. And when they did that, the vacuum was filled with a portion of the Trading with the Enemy Act called Section 17. And in Section 17, that was a new jurisdiction, a military jurisdiction, given to the courts to enforce the Trading with the Enemy Act during World War I and thereafter. We have a student in Texas. I call her my abatement queen. It was a criminal matter. It was for criminal contempt, and she used this process, and the prosecutor withdrew the case and was dismissed. 
We've had several other successful cases in civil matters like suits and such on where the the case was abated by the judge. Now, abatement means, pardon me, that the court stops the process. It doesn't dismiss because to dismiss, the court would have jurisdiction over the persons, the defendant and the plaintiff. But when the court abates, that means jurisdiction over the person was not established, and so he would abate the process. So we get into that a little bit and how to conduct yourself in court matters. Now, so answer me this. Okay, so once you make that statement, once you're pulled over by law enforcement, I want to go back to that. You make that statement and they still they ask you a couple questions and get you out of the vehicle and do what they're going to do with you. You still you're saying that the Miranda rights. You, you still you know, do you not have a right to remain silent? Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law? Um, I would remain silent after I asked that first key question. Because remember, everything he does after that is military jurisdiction. The reading of Miranda rights is military jurisdiction. Every question he asks you is military jurisdiction. Everything. So I would say, can we do this, officer? And see, the only thing I'm confused, I'm, I'm confused about that because I've served 12 years in the Army, and I never heard my rights, you know, given to me. Okay, well, we're under the form of a civilian government because we still have a constitution in place. We have a president. We have a vice president. Texas has a governor. It still has the form of a constitutional government of a limited republic. But the essence of it is a military government. In form, it's a limited constitutional Republican government, but its essence is a military government. I was in for five years. I know all about the military government, as you do. And military government's fine for military people, for the soldiers. But they have imposed upon the persons, the quote-unquote U.S. citizens, this military form of government, this, this military government, and most people don't know anything about it. The judges know. They see that military color in their courtroom every day. So this is our issue. We want civilian due process of law. Our forefathers bled a river of blood for this, especially out of the Protestant Reformation and the founding of this country based upon the Bible and the Protestant Reformation. And we're not willing to waive that civilian due process of law for a military due process of law. And we have a right to stand on it, and every judge has a responsibility to uphold it since he's taken an oath to uphold the Constitution. Now tell me this, when, when is this event? Because I like to definitely come to this event, and I, li I like to know what, you know what day it is, where it is in Austin, and also how long is it? Is it just one day? Is it multiple days? Okay, it's going to be um, in Austin. <laughs> and it's going to be in November. Uh, let me hold you. I go to Austin's Vatican uh, Assassins. Let me see. Yeah, because it's it's, it's it sounds like a, it's definitely a lot of good stuff, and you know people just they definitely need to know the history you know of where we you know where we come from and where we are today and how we got to this point today. So that's you know a lot of stuff is very important. Yes. Um, it's, it's, it'll run for three days, and uh, it will be in Austin, and the dates are 
that's going to be uh, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Okay. And the coordinator is Tony Martin. All right, so November 3rd, 4th, and 5th in Austin, mm-hmm. Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and the, the way to sign up is they have to contact Tony. Correct. And uh, his email, as I mentioned, is Austin. Pardon me. He gave it to me on the phone here, so I'm going to make sure I give that proper one that I gave previously. And uh, his email is um, Austin. Then that's capital P, capital A, capital N, capital C, seminars at gmail.com. So Austin, P-A-N-C, seminars at gmail.com. And the class will be from 9 to 5 for three days. Actually, it runs a little longer because I tend to get a little windy. (laughs) But... um, It'll be a very interesting class. I cover a lot of history, how we got to this place, and how we can properly um, return to a status that the the uh, courts are required to protect and uphold. Okay. All right, so we definitely have to check that out. Now, is there a website that people can go to to get information about the organization that's putting on this event, or you know, what's the web address? You can go to my website at 247worldradio.com. That's 247worldradio.com. And the private citizenship class, uh, you'll see it. Just click onto it, and then you get the details. You get the uh, the things that I generally cover. It's going to be kind of be a special class. It's my basic class, but then I add a few extra things because I'm in Austin at the request of uh, Tony. So um, you can find your information there. And what's your background? Like, where did you go to school? I went to school at uh, Lancaster at Baptist Bible College in Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, for two years. Then I went to um, Lancaster Bible College for two years, graduated in 1981. I then uh, I was involved in concrete work for 15 years, and then I was in alternative health matters for another 10 years, and then I started the private citizenship course sometime thereafter that I've been doing, studying there off and on for 30 years, but really primarily involved in it for the last 10 years. And the important thing is, as far as your broadcast is concerned, is that it's a great protection of gun rights, because when you're the private citizen and you use trust and your guns become trust res, they cannot take your guns from you. All right. And then once again, uh, this is Eric John Phelps, and tell us the event, the day of the event, and... One more time. Okay. The event concerns private citizenship class, and it's going to be held in Austin. Uh, contact Tony Martin at Austin, P-A-N-C, seminars at gmail.com. And contact Tony for the costs and where it's going to be and for the hours and so on. So he coordinates it there in Austin for me. All right. Awesome. Man, I tell you what. Thank you, Eric. I really appreciate it uh, having you come on the show and tell us about this event. And so that way people have the information and they can decide, you know, what they want to do, you know, going forward. Well, thanks much, Mike. I sure appreciate you having me on. And Lord bless you guys as you continue to defend the Second Amendment right. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. And you have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. All right, so that was Eric John Phelps, and he's telling us about the private citizenship. Let me tell you, just some information there you def- definitely might want to get involved in and find out, you know, what's going on, you know, where we came from today. You know, so, so now when I get pulled over, I'm just going to be like, 
Dude, get out of here. <laughs> I'm a private citizen. I'm private. <laughs> Watch how fast my ass gets slammed on that concrete. <laughs> Splat. Oh, I don't want to go to jail, man. Snatch out of vehicle. Snatch you by your, your drawstring. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Never know. It could work. Uh, you try it sometime. Look hey, here. I'm, I'm a private citizen. I, I'm nice to the cop. I'm like, hey, man, we're cool. I'm same team, Farva, same team. I give him the LTC and bam, instant warning, dude. If it's even a written warning. God, you know, I don't know about you. I comply. I'm trying to go exactly. home. I'm trying to do I don't like getting on the ground. I don't hey, want my face on the ground. The I'm trying to get out, a get black eye out. or bust my nose. I'm recording this, officer. I'm a private citizen. <laughs> I was speeding, but you can't touch me. Because I'm I, out. I've heard him say, okay, we'll record this. <laughs> they slam me on the ground. Put put a foot <laughs> knee deep in something. We'll see what happens then. Right. Okay. Just Not saying. a good idea. Well, we'll see. Oh, uh, that's funny stuff. <sighs> All right. And they ain't coming for our guns. Nobody's coming for our guns, period. I don't care what all these people talk about. There are over 300 million guns in America. You come down my street and start knocking on the doors. You're going to have a bad day because you ain't leaving my street. That's it. You're going to get the bullets first. <laughs> exactly. Are you a super gun owner? What is that? What is What's a super, a super gun, gun owner? Tell us. Like so an there RPG? Was some, yeah, there's some I wish report I had an RPG. that was in the mainstream news that basically said that the vast majority of all these guns in America are owned just by a few people. All right, we'll see. We'll talk about that when we come back from the break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talkin'. Peace, this is Maj Touré. You're listening to Come and Talkin' Radio with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Yeah! It was Pride yesterday. We had a wonderful time dancing in the streets of Austin, Texas, half naked. Go ahead and take off your shirt. Leave it on. Leave it on. Leave it on. <laughs> That's right. We had a good time yesterday. It was wonderful. Pride 2017. Well, here's the thing. Uh-oh. What happened? If he rips his shirt open, then he could be illegally carrying. Because really? he has a concealed... Isn't that the case? If you if your holster is meant for concealed, it has to be concealed. He's not fully. carrying a gun. He's a little skinny guy with a little little tight shirt on. Hey, he man. don't have no gun. Am, I, am I printing right now? Everybody has guns. Ain't in printing. Here. Well, they that, should. That's true. That's not a gun. It's a, it's just a banana in my pocket. Uh, <laughs> just a banana in my pocket. Uh, I, he's just happy to see you. <laughs> well then, All right? So, that's right. So yeah, as as a matter of fact, that's correct because the type of holster that you have. It, it needs to attach your belt. Yeah. So let's see that holster. Oh, I can't. Sorry. That you would be. Yeah. That would be illegal. There yeah. you go. I don't brandish my gun <laughs> that unless is, I'm ready to exactly. use it. That is correct. Absolutely. See, it. you see that, people? We don't go around just, you don't go around showing people your firearm and things of that nature. Don't do that. You don't pull your your gun out that you use for personal protection to show someone something. Don't do that. I do all the time. I'm driving down the road, like, hey man, look at my gun. Yeah. What about the gun I you can't use do that for anymore? personal enjoyment? Dang. <laughs> one's for fun, one's for protection. <laughs> exactly. 
And that's it. <laughs> and we'll find out about that next week. <laughs> we talk sex and guns. What about my long gun? Well, you know, with long guns, that's a whole nother story, let me tell you. Now, long guns, that goes back to I can wave my shotgun. I can, after the, yeah. With him, he said that his little rules go back to 1930-something, but long guns, that goes back to 18. No, I'm talking about my long gun. You ain't got no long gun. You got a little Vienna sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. I know. And my producer's <laughs> over there shaking his head, so we better, let's change gears. <laughs> like, wait a minute. What the ratings? Mo moving on. <laughs> Next week, the half the show is going to be dead air because it's going to all be bleeped out. So what are you up? Bleep. <laughs> so if I have a concealed holster, mm -hmm. but it attaches to my belt, okay, then can I just lift up my shirt and brandish my gun? Brandishing would be illegal. We don't brandish. Okay. You mean open carry? Uh, no, if I just uh, show off what I'm concealed carrying. No. So let's say you're at the grocery store, and let's say you're reaching for something on the top shelf of the grocery store. Yeah. Your shirt comes up, and you can see your firearm. That's not an intentional lack. But if we're having a conversation, and you I like say, phone. And, what up, fool? And I display my firearm. That is an intentional act, and that is illegal. Is it because you say, what up, fool? Or well, yeah. just because you lift your shirt. You have to say what up fool at the same time for it to be illegal. You know what? You were that kid in school that was just so freaking irritating. Hey, what what yes. you you're just, you're I that got an kid. idea. Go up to a cop and ask. <laughs> can I do this? Officer? I, I can just see you as a little kid. Well, well, what if I did this? And Look here. Uh, this scenario Zach, happened. Just sit down and shut up. My teachers hated me. Oh, I know it. I believe it. I can tell. I, that's, that's why they sedated you the entire time. Are you time. the kid why we don't want to give teachers guns? They actually stimulated me. <laughs> Did they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're that kid, huh? Did you have any crushing on your your uh, your teachers at all? <laughs> Did I? Dude, I had, um, yeah, I had those some hot teachers in my school. Yeah, some hot teachers? I played yeah, the fifth. Texas, yeah. we got some issues with that. You know, there's some hey. teachers out there. Dude, that's the thing, man. That kid needs to keep his mouth shut. He got a good right. thing going. I know. Just... Who tells? <laughs> exactly, man. But hey, you know, teenage boys. They oh man, you know who rights. I'm getting? <laughs> is that what it is? They brag about it? They exactly. About yeah. Rights. You get to say, oh, I got this teacher. I'm paying this Can't teacher. Can't help but brag about it. And it, then when she goes to jail and it's proven true, you can sit back and say, I told you so. Mm. <laughs> How many teachers are banging that we just don't know about? Mm. Happens a lot. Yeah, it's been mind. happening ever since the 20s or 1870s or something, you know. 1843. I know when I was an instructor at the military school, we had a good time. I'm just, I'm just saying, we had a good time. That's all I'm saying is we had a good time. All right? Oh, man. All right, so road rage. What's this incident in Dallas? What's going on in Dallas? There's a lot of things happening in Dallas. Oh. <laughs> that They're just like, you know, just getting out of their vehicles and just firing rounds as they're going down the highway like there's no yeah. tomorrow. There's one lady that... Uh, Honked at a guy. Hey, you said it, lady. Oh, Lord. I know this is going to be good. <laughs> I know this is going to be good. <laughs> Just joking. Don't call me. No phone calls, no Facebook messages. Yeah. Uh, apparently on the 800 block of Webb Street near East Randall Mill Road, um, some lady honked at a dude because, uh, you know, they didn't know how to drive and they almost caused an accident. Okay. And they began yelling at each other when the passenger, the guy, Jose Mendoza, pulled out his handgun and fired five rounds into the air. Mm. Yep, no one got injured on this one, luckily. He definitely didn't take a handgun course. 
No. <laughs> and the thing was, it even sweetens the pot because he was a felon. So he oh, couldn't even have his He wasn't supposed gun. to be in possession of a exactly. firearm at all. There's nice. another one. Interesting, huh? Uh, not a gun lover. No, <laughs> not a, no, Not no. A, a, a pro-Second Amendment advocate. Yep. Nice. Not a law-abiding citizen. But this one happened in Dallas as well. A uh, person's actually in the hospital after being shot. Uh... Police began the investigation just after midnight when they found a car had crashed on Stimmons Freeway near Woodall Rogers around 12.30 a.m. on Friday. When police approached, the, they found the driver had been shot. Mm. And uh, they obviously know it was from uh, road rage, but they haven't released any information about the suspect in the case yet or anything like that. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, road rage, man. People need to chill out and stop shooting each other. Chill and <laughs> let it go. Yeah. Man, and it's <laughs> one day, I don't know if I told you guys this or not, I was uh, over there outside of uh, Guadalupe, outside of UT campus, and I'm driving along. <clears throat> this is when I was running for, I was running for election, I was running for campaign, and this was back in like 2012 or something like that, and I was in my, one of my cars, I'm not going to say which one, and um, I'm on Guadalupe, and I'm doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing. My, my bet's the vet. I'm not going to say what I was doing <laughs> or what vehicle I was driving. <laughs> And so I look up <laughs> for whatever I was doing. I'm not going to tell you what it was. And I ran this vehicle. Boom. And, man, this guy had his wheels turned to the left. He was in the turning lane. And so when I hit him, boom, he hit this car coming the opposite direction. Boom. And freaks her out. She's like, oh, she didn't know where she was. She didn't know she was coming and going. She did a U-turn past us both. <laughs> right? The weirdest thing. And then. And then, then he kept going. He hit a city bus, let people off at the bus stop. Boy, he jumped out of his vehicle. He You're was in a screaming. Truck? Uh, no, Lord. no, I'm not gonna tell you what I was driving. But <laughs> You're he gets in a out of his truck vehicle, knocking people that no, far. No, no, <laughs> no not going at all. ninety miles an hour down Guadalupe oh, in a monster on. truck. I wasn't going that fast, honestly. <laughs> And so he gets out of his vehicle. He's yelling and screaming. You just ruined my car. You just ruined my car. It's like, dude, chill. I got insurance. <laughs> I got insurance. I got insurance. Chill out. I'm insured. Don't you worry. I'm right. legal. And so he thought of <laughs> I'm not an illegal. No. And so my he, bad. He said, "Call Mike for that one." Don't call me. No phone calls. No Facebook messages. I, I say, doc, uh, "Undocumented workers." It's please. illegal alien. <laughs> Don't call me. I didn't say that. I said, "Undocumented workers." Well, we are not starting this argument again. It was yeah. long enough the other night. He was. We're at a meeting. Were we not? You were at the meeting with me. Guy got up and got pissed off. We were at a meeting, and the, this guy was running for running for office. I'm going to say what office he was running for. Austin <laughs> City Council. No, and I'm not going to say, you know, who he is or what office he was running for. He was running for office. He was giving a speech, and they were talking about, you know, undocumented workers, illegals, whatever. And, he, and the guy goes, hey, wait, excuse me, hold on. Can you say illegal immigrant? And the guy says, no, I can't say that. And he got up. No, no, he said I can, but I'm not going to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so the guy got pissed and walked out and walked out of the media and left. It's like the weirdest thing. That's crazy. So I don't, I don't understand what that all that was about. But uh, undocumented workers is what I say. So, so then the people that were on the bus, you know, there were people on the bus. They were getting off. Oh, my neck, my back, my neck and my back. And then there were people that were off the bus pretending they were on the bus talking about, oh, my neck, my back, my neck, and my back. <laughs> and so all this craziness is going on. The police get in there. They get there, and they're like, okay, can you tell us what happened? I'm like, 
I don't talk to cops. <laughs> Y'all got to figure this out. <laughs> All right. That's your job. <laughs> That's right. And so I'm busy taking off my shirt. I'm trying to hide. I'm changing shirts. You know, I do have other shirts. <laughs> and the red one. <laughs> hey, this is a cotton pullover. Not a, I'm not a polo. He's got that one blue one. Oh no, when he's wanted to be a dad. So I, I took off my shirt. I'm changing clothes, and I'm you know, and I'm calling someone to come pick me up and make sure the vehicle gets towed. <laughs> I'm just we're trying to get out of there. And so, um, and this lady, she goes, "Man, I know you from somewhere." I'm like, "No, you don't. You never seen me before, a day in your life." And so, um, at, in the end, what happened was pretty much everyone had like the same insurance company. So they all kind of settled and everything. I think the longest settlement was with the bus driver. They finally got that settled, and everything ended up, you know, being okay in the end. So hey, you know, that's what insurance is for. All this road rage business. Let me tell you, you want to? I mess up. <laughs> when I mess up, I mess you? up big. That's right. When I mess up, I messed up big right there in that that accident. But you know what? That's what insurance is for. And you know, don't get upset, yelling and screaming, and, and all that kind of stuff. Because that's not going to help. That's not going to help the situation. It's happening gonna, a whole lot more too. Yeah, you're going to make it worse. So, so in the end, the police officer figured out that hey, I was vehicle number one because he was like, "What vehicle were you?" I said, "I don't know." You figured it out. So he figured it out. I was vehicle number one, and then he figured out what had happened. He wrote me a ticket. I hired a nice little attorney. My attorney went to court, got that ticket dismissed. <laughs> so that's what it's all about The American way baby uh-huh. Get some good attorney Everything works out good Having some insurance So they did a three year study On road rage Ooh. 2014, 2015, 2016 In 2014 People were a lot calmer And a lot nicer apparently Because there were only 247 road rage shootings Across the whole country Wow 2016 it had gone up to 620 So yeah I mean it's it's crazy And then Breaking it down by states, <clears throat> excuse me, Florida was number one, the dong of America at 147, followed by good old Texas at 126, and then <laughs> gun-loving California had 82. Not gun-loving <laughs> California. They're oh, third? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're third. Wow. For, for being all anti-gun and, That's you know, the- you can't have a gun in your car unless it's locked in a box and ammunition separate, locked Sh- container. Moms demand action and cocks not glocks. Five they different enjoy, Yeah, they, they enjoy <laughs> California and their gun laws. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so, yeah, you know, all these liberals, oh, gun-loving Texas and, and Florida, they everybody shoots each other there. What about California? Mm. <laughs> all they're the crazy folks are. <laughs> All the crazy folks are because they get free everything there. Bring the free stuff. But yeah, man. Road rage is crazy. No, you're not getting a free holster from me. Why not? So, that's he look, fine. Yeah. The, what the, if he wears your booty shorts for you? No, no there's no. They get what that, if he opens his shirt uh, up? Get those, what get, if he takes off his shirt? Get that little the liberal mindset. That liberal mindset. Get it out of your head. You're not getting no free stuff. Okay, there's my Obama phone. My Obama <laughs> holster. You know, I get your Obama holster. No, okay, you don't get no free stuff right here. What so. if it's a holster that says Central Texas Gunworks on it? And I'm, then I'm pimping your company out. Oh, yeah. He's going to buy yeah. it. Oh. He will buy it. You're not getting no free stuff. What about like, all right, 95% off? How about the rest of the room? Can we get free stuff and just not him? Yeah. What if it's got exactly. your face what on it? What about us two? Just leave him out of it. I'll maybe ta- I'll, maybe I'll give y'all some free stuff, but he gets no free stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you get no free stuff. You haven't earned a free stuff. Y'all are going to be on the hook for whatever you get. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's free. Nothing's okay. free, especially yes, with Mike. Yeah, what gotta, am I selling for that? <laughs> you got to earn that free stuff. Oh, man. We're talking about Austin Pride. We're talking about Road Rage. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. 
folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Making talk radio great again. Somebody has to come out and tell it like it is. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. Ah, I tell you, that was a good show. Uh, you guys got me crying over here. <laughs> <laughs> Just literally crying. Uh, tears At least you won't out. have the road rage. <laughs> no. I, I won't leave out of here and, and do any road rage. You won't rack. do any brandishing of your fire. Honestly, people get upset. Huh? Your tears might make you hit another car. No, no, no. People get upset with me, you know, because the things I do, I'm just a bad driver. I already know I'm going to die in a car accident. People are like, how are you going to go? I already know it's going to be a car accident. <laughs> this, I know because I can't drive, you know. I just can't. I try. Yeah, I know. It's sad. <laughs> I get in the car with you. I'm like, oh, damn, I should have drove. My grandmother, she was getting in the car. She prayed the whole time, sang gospel songs. Mm, it's going to be all right. Jesus, take me down. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> There's no Jesus in this car, Grandma. <laughs> Lord, just grasp that wheel and hold Jesus on to it. Jesus knows better to hop in the car with Michael. <laughs> yeah, Jesus doing that. Exactly. Jesus wouldn't even get in the car with me. He'd know better. <laughs> We're going to. Die. I ain't dying for your sins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no Screw praise you. Lord past the ammunition over here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is too much. Uh, All right. Times. So Ken Schmidt says, what's the difference between a sovereign citizen and a private citizen? And they do make good YouTube videos. I don't know. Like we said in the break, you don't say anything until it's it? the cops. Anybody know? What is it? What do you guys act? One sovereign, one's private. You should know because you ask a lot of questions in school. Yeah. So why don't you freaking tell us, <laughs> Mr. Smarty Mouth? They didn't tell us that. In yeah, they did. They told you what is sovereign citizen, you what is a private attention. citizen. That's what it was. You Zach? weren't paying attention. You were too oh, busy Zach? trying to get the answer. Tell us, what is it? <laughs> I already told you. And somebody One said, someone what said, is Aleppo? Huh? what is Aleppo? That's your guy. Uh, that's I don't know the acronym. <laughs> that's your dude there. Libertarian. <laughs> so you need to get that get that squared away before the next election. That's all I know. Just to work that one out. Hey, Aleppo won't be in the in the, in the next one. We'll be discussing it's all Aleppo. Subtle. Yeah, we got that. Syria's now. over. It's all right. Okay. Oh wow. Assad won. Oh no. See, like, what what else is going on on the national front? What's going on out there? I mean, out there we've also got the Kurdistan thing. What's happening there? Kurdistan. They had a referendum to be their own sovereign nation. There's also the was it Catalonia and Spain? Yeah. They had a referendum to become their own country as well. Yeah. How's and that going to affect the world? That's do we, getting do heated. we care for any reason? Um, <clears throat> well, an interesting Second Amendment thing is in Kurdistan they have pretty much everyone owns a gun. Okay, I'm all for it then. It was a very peaceful <laughs> thing. I bet you it was. And Catalonia, there's heavy anti-gun laws. The so it wasn't as peaceful. The government cracked down and didn't want people to vote and to secede. Wow. To so say, you don't have no rights, we're not going to give you anything. And the government uh, came out in force, right? Yes. Really? Because uh -huh. they they're unarmed, unarmed citizens. And that's how it happens. Now you know. Apparently there was an attack in Alberta, Canada. Another ISIS moron. Really? Was uh, stabbed a cop and... Stabbed ran other over people and ran over people. people and yeah, it was pretty crazy, man. I don't know what uh, 
what people are getting into these days, man. Just Well, I just got a how. message from Janai, and Was she that said... Janai said that she just got back from San Antonio doing a porn photo shoot. Just joking, I have the porn in it. I was about to She's going to kill me. She's going to give me for that. Just joking, Janai. <laughs> no, it wasn't. He was serious. There she is. She's invited on the show just next joking. week. Yeah. <laughs> And by the way, you know, people missed you, Janai. They were asking about you. They I know, said, only dudes where are here. the ladies? There's only dudes on the show today. We didn't want them to see the dudes. I was like, you know, you know, it's, it's, I didn't say that. They, they said that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I did. I'm the uh, I politically correct one, all right? Janai, I miss you. I miss you because Zach's sitting in your seat and I don't want him over there. I know. Because he's irritating me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me all these stupid questions right like now. like it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you definitely got to be here next week, Janai, because we're going to talk about sex and guns. So I'm going to depend on you to, to, to guide me through sex and guns. Yeah, he hasn't had the you, talk yet. You, you need a hand guide, a manual. I need a manual. I need a map. <laughs> okay. I need an atlas. Just so you know, babies don't come from storks. They don't. Where do they come from? That's what my mother told me. <laughs> My mother said, hey. Yo, your mama lied. <laughs> All right, now she's going to call. As you always say, you're going to learn today. On that 770 area code. <laughs> phone starts ringing. Oh, no. So we'll definitely see you next week. We're going to talk about that, sex and guns. Because yeah, a lot of people say that in the gun community, we're the problem we love our guns so much is because we don't have enough sex or maybe we have, you know, small peckers or something Maybe like that's that. our road rage problem. What's that? They're not having enough sex. The, li the liberals? Yeah. Yeah, most of them are liberals, I think. Yeah. They road rage stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd believe that. <laughs> liberals are crazy now, man. Call on in and tell us. <laughs> yeah. Saw that one video tell of that crazy lying. chick in the red sweater taking that MAGA hat from that dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she this is hat represents genocide. Genocide. Get out of here, you crazy. Where is that at? I'm confused. Where's <laughs> that? From California. Yeah. Are you serious? Uh, it's yeah. always the one with the colored hair, with the with the pink hair or purple hair. Every time I see that, I'm like, oh, Lord, here comes a nutcase. Yep. She's going to have some road rage. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't put a Trump uh, sticker on your car, right? <laughs> oh, no. They'll have those little bumper stickers, you know, your piece here and this, this, and that, that. And all of a sudden, the first ones that cut you off and jam on brakes in front of you. <laughs> That's all right. That's terrible, man. I know. I know. Uh, what else is going on out there in the world? What else is happening? Anything, any breaking news happened today? If I take a look. Make sure there's no breaking news, anything we're missing. Because I tell you, as soon as we get I, on, I on the air. How many, I wonder how many people are watching football right now. Because, like, the Thursday night game had a 13% drop from last year's Thursday night yeah. opener. Oh, say so, can you see. Yeah, even the people I singing the anthems. Early lights. <laughs> What's so proud? See, I can sing it. Well, and what, what I love is people like, they have a constitutional right. No, they don't. They are an employee of the NFL. Right. And the NFL has a if they want to fire them in their book yeah. saying, hey, you have to be on the field and standing when the national anthem is played, that's in their rule book. If they want, if if the NFL wants to come down on them because they're they're a private organizations, so and Cadell ain't gonna do crap. But they're also receiving they government subsidies. Are they? So if they're receiving government oh, yeah. subsidies, maybe we should question. Why is if, NFL receiving subsidies? Because they're nonprofit, man. They're charity. <clears throat> yeah, charity, homie. You didn't know that they're charity. They don't make no money. I'm obviously in the wrong business. <laughs> I think I, we, what we need to do is we need to you know walk out of here today and <clears throat> we need to go and form us a church. 
<laughs> or, uh, or some kind of nonprofit organization, because you know, we're definitely doing the wrong thing. My understanding was that they were <laughs> once a 501c3, and then they went to 501c6. And then in 2016, they dropped that status and became for-profit. Oh, mm. they, they actually I have a for-profit status now? I believe oh, so. Okay. This is very recently. I, don't, I haven't watched football since I left ESPN, and I haven't been able to watch football since then. So eh, I don't really care. I've been protesting for years. <laughs> Well, last weekend, last weekend they gave you, they gave us the impression that the Dallas Cowboys, you know, and Jerry Jerry Jones took a knee during the anthem, and that wasn't true. No, they took a knee before the anthem. They took a knee before the, before the anthem and stood for the anthem. Yeah. So they they gave the wrong impression the way they did their little posting on Facebook and they, the way they sent out their alert, you know, on our right. phones and stuff. They gave us the impression because I looked at that and I had the impression, oh man, the Cowboys took a knee during the anthem, America's team. Yeah, you know, I was like, "Whoa!" <clears throat> so, but that, hey, but don't lose sight of what it's all about. You know, it really is not about the American flag. It's not about the anthem. It's really about, uh, you know. Well, now they're how locking people being now treated. They're, now know, they're locking the arms. Now they're locking arms, and you know, that's still a form of protest. Which, hey, I'm, I'm all right. Protest all you want, I, but I, don't disrespect America while you do it. Yeah. But you know, but hey, they can. You know, honestly, you know, and and even your. Your uh, <clears throat> your people that are in the in the military have different opinions about this. Oh yeah, you know even so people say, well, you know don't you know don't disrespect our soldiers, our sailors, our marines. Well, they all have different opinions about this as well, because hey, you know if it's it's peaceful protest. It's what makes America great. Yeah, you know I'm not opposed you know, to. I the support. The I don't anthem. like it, but I'd never stop them. I I can play the anthem on three different instruments. So you know and that's why I, I, I talk stand. crap. What about it? <laughs> I have a constitutional right to talk crap about their protest. Yeah, absolutely. What were you saying? I was going to say, what what instruments? The kazoo? Oh, see, here you go. <laughs> the flute? <laughs> the skin flute. He's, Saxophone. He, he's not going to make it out of the, of the elevator, I'm telling you. Drums? <laughs> Come on, man. At least one. Drums, guitar. The tuba, the flute. trumpet, the trombone. See there? The trombone, yeah, there you That's go. Right. I played trombone in high Don't school. Don't forget it. All right. You guys have a wonderful rest of the, uh, your week. In enjoy your week as always. More guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.